Here comes George, got the step and stuffs! What a move! It counts in the foul! He beat LeBron James with that quick step. A sensational move by Paul George. We are seeing a superstar in the making here with Paul George. Gets the step on LeBron James. The Birdman is just a little bit late rotating over. And click, click. Birdman, this is your Kodak moment. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Anderson commits his fourth foul. Paul George has hit on his last four shots. The crowd is stunned. <laughs> so am I. I was stunned that he was able to get by LeBron James that easy. Yes. Pacers do have a foul to give. Final seconds of the third. Here's James with a long three. It's good! LeBron comes right back and then Curry said something to George. Good patiently. I believe. They did slap hands after yeah. that was kind of a cool moment, but once again, Miami able to close the quarter just as they did in the first two. Long jumper and no hand slap. Oh, this a lot is of good. respect there. This Over the last maybe year and a half, I've seen this new generation grow this love for Paul George. Not because of what he does accolade-wise, because Paul George at most is an all-NBA, all-star caliber player. Only real hardware he has to his own name is most improved but it's his ability on the court I have a few quotes here from some individuals that have posted on the internet about Paul George and I quote really good at basketball but hasn't added anything to his game at all gets max money with minimum result this generation in a nutshell in a nutshell just vibes Paul George is a 6'8 wing with elite handle shot and one of the most pleasing games ever. Gets after it defensively and has been an all-star for many years. And even a top three MVP candidate. Oh my gosh. Why shouldn't younger generation appreciate a talent like that? He most resembles the game they like to emulate. Tall wing that plays both sides of the ball and has a beautiful handle and shot. It's not, it's not about accomplishments. It's about his play style. I get it. We got players like Brandon Miller, who looks like Paul George 2.0. Got Kyan Anthony, who is saying, uh, who's Carmelo Anthony's son, who is saying Paul George is one of the is one of his goats. He listed. Paul George, his dad, uh, and Kobe Bryant as his three goats. Multiple, um, multiple NBA franchises want this type of player. Who Paul George is? Now you're asking, what is it that Paul George can do? 
he is a excellent uh i would say a tier under excellent shooter he's an excellent for sure an excellent shot creator above average passer for his position good rebounder for his position elite defender elite handles one of the smoothest players in the entire nba i don't know anyone that is more talented than paul george is probably kevin durant and that's probably it he's probably the most talented player in the nba it goes kevin durant paul george kyrie Irving. not saying that that third spot for kyrie Irving is bad it's no disrespect but if I had to choose between player build, not like take away the name, take away the name Kyrie Irving, take away the name Paul George. If I had to take a two-way 6'8 elite handle shot creator wing versus a 6'2, 6'3 shot creator ball handler, one side of the ball player, I'm picking I'm picking that first one. I was talking about his accolades where it's respectable. It's not the best. It's respectable. Eight-time All-Star, six-time All-NBA, four-time All-Defensive Player, 2018-2019 Steals Champion, 2012-2013 Most Improved. Other than that, he has nothing else to his name. I do not throw that hole. He was a top three MVP candidate. That was for one year I'm not about to sit here and go look up on basketball reference how many times Paul George has finished top 5 in MVP voting or even top 3 in MVP voting because that's really what matters top 5 okay yeah whatever top 10 is even worse top 3 is the elite of the elite because if one or two things go right you win that award now compared to spots 5 through 10 where Multiple things have to go right for you to be able to be up for that award. He's only done that one time. So I don't that that part is where I don't get where they hold him to the high regard. But I think this generation strictly holds him to that high standard because of his play style. Like that quote said, I think Paul George is a prototype. I think it started with Scottie Pippen, 6'8", all-around player. And I think Paul George took that to, he took that and like, turned it up a little. He increased the shot creation. He increased the ball handling. He didn't increase the passing. Scottie Pippen was a better passer. But he increased more of the scoring end of what Scottie made as a prototype. So now Paul George has his own branch on that on that prototype tree. Other branches on that prototype tree, I would say Dirk Nowitzki. He's one of the ones where we ask for a seven-footer to be able to shoot three. Um, I would say Kyrie Irving is a prototype when it comes to his layups. He has a branch. He wasn't an originator. Ross Strickland was one of those guys who had those insane layup packages. That's his godfather. So I would, you know, I would put Kyrie under his branch. Um, now, even if you want to go like speedy, athletic guards, Russell Westbrook has his own branch. Players underneath. Well, I'm not. I'm no, no. Uh, I mean, yeah, you can you can say 
Derrick Rose as well because he was very influential. He didn't, uh, I'm not going to say he didn't make an impact on the league while he was in the league. He was absolutely influenced a lot of different players' play styles that were similar to his build, uh, i.e. Scoot Henderson, Dennis Smith, Eric Bledsoe, um, who Baron, eh, no, Baron Davis was before, but he didn't really popularize it. So it's really Russ and Derrick Rose's tree. Um, were there any other prototypes, point forwards? Um, Lamar Odom has a branch. I don't care what anyone says. Lamar Odom has a branch. Like legit power forwards that were like bringing up the ball, initiating the offense, getting the ball on the opening tip, stuff like that. Were there any other initi? Uh, there weren't. Were there any other prototype branches? I don't think so. That if if I'm missing anything, let me know. But Paul George has his own branch. Um, he does everything well. So I get, I get what the younger generation is saying. But my whole thing with. Paul George is so I have a love-hate relationship with Paul George um, I loved his early work in Indiana I did not think he had a chance to go to the finals it was LeBron it was literally he was literally going up against history so uh, history was being made on LeBron's end and that was just one of those situations where yes this looks like the storyline that's going to be created. He's just, Paul George really at that time was really uh, like a side quest, like a side villain in LeBron's journey to greatness. So I didn't really think he had that shot. Similar to what, uh, similar to what the 08-09 Jazz were to the Lakers, what that 09 Nuggets team to the Lakers, what that 09 magic teamwork to the Lakers they were just a part of history that don't they don't they didn't get to write the history but they were a part of it big difference um, so but back to my my love-hate relationship with PG I loved his work in Indiana gave LeBron all he had LeBron uh, he earned LeBron's respect uh, there's a sequence where Paul George gets the dunk on Birdman yes and then LeBron comes right back down and hits a close to a half court shot at the buzzer. Right, this is in the middle of the middle of the. Uh, I wouldn't say it's in the middle of the bounce. It's probably like uh, first go around, second go around, because they met in 2012. I would say yeah, this is that that next year 2013. So they're they're going back and forth, and LeBron and Paul George after the quarter ended dapped each other up they showed respect um that's when he was 24 he changes his number I'm moving ahead of myself Uh, he doesn't do anything else in that time between that moment there where he goes up against LeBron and the time he changed his number to 13 he gives himself the nickname playoff P in OKC. He's playing great in OKC. Um, he, for like maybe t- 
two and a half, three weeks, we were saying Paul George was the MVP of the league. I didn't buy it. Um, I think a lot of his scoring came from, yes, Paul George could create, but Paul George is on record saying that he does not like when plays are called for him. And I think Russell Westbrook was a key contributor to that. Um, Russ gave Paul George probably the easiest buckets he had ever seen in basketball. Russell Westbrook made him, I wouldn't wouldn't say made him, but had a hand in him being a top three MVP candidate. Since then, struggled with the Clippers to stay on the court when he's on the court. Him and Kawhi look like the best defensive duo in the league, but we don't get much of that. And then he has this um, bubble incident, and that's where we get the nickname Pandemic P, which honestly, top five memes of all time. He hits the side of the backboard and that right there did it for me. I'm like, you man, man, we can't call you no playoff P. You you doing Steve. You not you aren't contributing to your team in the playoffs to help them win. Yes, you're putting up points. Yes, you're doing all that. But for one reason or not, you're having bad games. Um, you're not taking over situations, not taking over quarters, not taking over stretches, aren't going on personal uh, 6-0 runs, 9-0 runs, 12-0 runs for, to help your team win. Heat now, after that bubble, that 2020-21 year, the Clippers look nice. They get John Wall. Um, or was that? No. Was that 2021 or 2022? I believe it was 2021. I could be wrong. But they get John Wall. That was the year after. I'm sorry. This is the year where Kawhi gets hurt in the playoffs after torching Dallas. And I honestly mean torching Dallas. I'm not going to. I Kawhi looked like the beginning of the runway he had in Toronto. And I absolutely hate talking about his run in Toronto because that's when everybody started saying he was better than Braun. But we're, I'm getting sidetracked. Kawhi goes down. Clippers keep winning. They get to the Western Conference Finals. And Paul George gives... I can see that Paul George is contributing. I see that he is a factor in games. I see he's taking over games. I see he wants the ball and he's being a leader. Paul George goes on record and and I believe on his own podcast or on the podcast with JJ Redick He's, he said himself he wasn't a number one guy. Which half of me is like, I respect that. Understanding the pecking order. Um, I, I get that. But what I don't like is the fact that to me personally, I don't know how vocal Paul George is as a leader. Uh, he to me he seems like the type of player that is 
let me show you by my action instead of showing telling you and showing you um and then when your main guy who is already a leader by example not by explaining or talking it out and being emotional or or showing his emotion um in the silent on the court i need you to do that and Paul George was never that. I think that that is also one of the reasons why the Clippers haven't worked. Because their two top players, the two top scorers, the two top defenders aren't emotional leaders. They're 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 leaders by doing. I think that's why Pat Bev fits so well with, with the Clippers. I think that's why Russell Westbrook fits so well with the Clippers. It's because they are not only are they well, I can't speak on Patrick Beverly because he's not about to go out there and drop 20, 25 points, not even 15 points. But with Russ, he would go out there and do it and explain to you that he's going to do it. Show you what we need to do to win the game. PG and Kawhi weren't that. So that's my biggest issue with Paul George. But he does everything well. Like I said, he does everything well. Besides the intangibles of the game, I don't think he's I don't think Paul George is that great of a leader. But that doesn't mean he's not a great player. He's just not a great leader. But I was earlier I was talking about him and the comparison to him and Scottie Pippen. If we're being honest, Paul George is a is Tracy McGrady mixed with Scottie Pippen. Imagine Scottie Pippen grabbing the ball after getting a stop on defense and coming down ISO tween tween has he pull up tween tween drive pound dribble step back into a pull up jumper. That's what Paul George is. I mean, yeah, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, but I just don't think he'll ever win a championship in his career. We'll just be adding him onto that list of greatest players to never win a title. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Trust Me or Wrong. A like, comment, repost, share, anything you gotta do to get this out there. I appreciate the love and support. And we're going to keep on moving. If you do not, if you feel completely opposite about Paul George, if you hold him to a higher standard, um, or if you don't agree with what I'm telling you now, hop on the podcast so I can tell you, trust me, you are wrong. Peace. (laughs) I like that, Rob. Oh my God, I love Rob. <laughs> I love him. Wait, when you-